Coming up on today's episode, we're going through this a variety of topics. You know, we're just gonna be hanging out at the crib, talking sports, into MLP's latest uniform disaster. Where's Blake Snell gonna go? He's still unsigned. We're gonna talk some NBA, and of course, NFL combine next week. A lot of teams gonna be making some moves for the roster spots. All that and more is coming up. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. Coming up today's episode, is just going to be about a variety of topics. You know, like I said, we're going to get into baseball, some NBA talk, and also the NFL. The combine is just around the corner, and franchise tag is open. It's going to be open to about, what is it, March 4th, I think, when it ends. So we're going to see teams possibly place franchise tags on some players. And then, you know, cutting salary. A lot of people over the cap, so... Some teams got some major moves to make going in for here. But remember, if you're new, new episodes are airing every Tuesday and Friday. It's available on all streaming platforms. So go check out the website at sportstalkfromthecrib.com. You can stream the podcast there, too. And follow us on social media. We're at Feel the Heat Entertainment. That's Feel the Heat ENT. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and X. So go check us out and subscribe to those channels. This is my birthday weekend, too, by the way. So I turned the big 3-5 here coming up on Monday. So um, big feeling a little bit older. Feel, but I'm, I'm happy this time around. I'm uh, more content with the uh, age thing and getting older. So pretty happy. And looking forward to, ex- to, you know, having an exciting weekend and celebrating the birthday. So anyways, the first topic of the day, we're going to get this talk some MLB, man, because these uniforms... That they have had during the spring training. Spring training is here. Obviously, baseball season is about to get it going. And their uniforms, well, they're not very good. Players are complaining. They're saying it's, you know, they're see-through. The pants are see-through. And the uniforms just really aren't up to par. And baseball swears that they're the same ones that we started using last year. But players know. These obviously switched. You know, that Nike Fanatics partnership now. They're doing the pants. And you can tell. The pictures are so bad and so revealing that they can't even relay the picture on the screen for the TV because it's too much. You can let's face it, you're seeing your junk down there, and that's uh, kind of hilarious at the same time because you notice the quality in Nike and the Fanatics pairing has been gone down. Like I've gotten a jersey recently, a throwback jersey that they recently made, you know, and uh, I had to send it back because I was like. Fanatics, branding, NFL, okay. I get it. I liked a lot of Fanatics stuff. And over the course of these last couple of years, I've been kind of disliking it because of the material used. It seems too thin and rips easily. And, like, the tag sometimes in the back of the shirt would be see-through. Like, I don't want to see the tag going through the back of the shirt. You know, you never had this problem before. Now this... Professional league is having this issue, and it needs to be fixed because this is bad. You could player tucks their shirt and you see their shirt, like, and then they don't. You see their junk. I mean, I think that's a problem. It's freaking hilarious that it's come down to this, and you know, 
all these people making these big moves in fashion and branding and all this stuff. It's like, why? If it was so great before, why are you trying to switch it? If it was fine before, why are you trying to switch? This is like teams, you know, switching their logo or switching their name. That's been the same name for years and decades. And now we got to switch it, possibly change logos. You know, like Miami Dolphins, you know, like, doesn't make sense to have that new logo. And everybody hates it. But it's a money grab thing. And the owners are just don't care about that when it comes to fans. And people making these call for these pants and agreeing to have the Fanatic branded pants. This is what you get. You don't get that Michelin S like clothing where it's the superior. Why can't Michelin S? You know, somehow get into the sports world, like because Nike, why it's great at times, it's also failed a lot to me when it comes to certain uniforms and being bland and this cheap feeling and you know not lasting that long. So I think it's a big problem. Uh, but it's hilarious that you know this is happening. Hopefully, it gets fixed before the season starts. So, anyways, on other baseball news, let's get into Blake Snell. He's still on sign. Where do you think he may go? See, so he's a reigning and a National League uh, Cy Young winner. You know, he's won two Cy Youngs in his career now. I mean, the only obstacle thing I can think of is like the Yankees. I they made every other moves and whatnot. So, I'm thinking the Yankees. Like they got Ryan Juan Soto. The, like the payroll's going to be. Who cares? It's New York, right? If they try to sign Blake Snell, their payroll may escalate into like what four hundred something million dollars on payroll this year, if it happens. So I expect Blake Snell to go to some kind of contender for this year, who it may be. It just seems like the Yankees are supposedly holding back, trying to offer him a big deal. I don't know why, um, but I really think Blake Snell may be a Yankee. I mean, as the Yankees seem to buy everybody else, they seem to get the marquee players coming off seasons, you know, and whatnot. So. Why not Blake Snell as well? You know, uh, unless he just goes to the Dodgers, you know, the Giants. Like, who, who knows where Blake Snell's going to be going back to? But he's a one of the few marquee pictures that are still out there trying to get a deal done. And quite frankly, I think this one may linger a little bit and for him to get a deal. So, let's see what happens with that. I just... It just seems like the Yankees are going to swoop in somehow and sign him. I just got that feeling about it. But, hey, reigning National League Cy Young winner, Blake Snell, still a free agent as we kick off spring training. Now let's switch over to the NFL. You know, a salary cap has been officially announced. They are raising the cap by $30.6 million this year. This is going to be a record $255.4 million. So a lot of teams that really wanted that cap relief are going to get it now. Some teams that were over the cap before are now under the cap. So they'll be able to spend some money, maybe restructure some some contracts, you know, and get some free agents in. Uh, Some certain news coming out like Derek Carr, the Saints uh, reworked his deal, converting a lot of his salary into his signing bonus. They're going to save like $18 million right there. You know, the Saints are one of the worst teams with this. Over the cap. Chargers still got to make some moves. They're way over the cap. And the Miami Dolphins, they've announced that they're going to cut Emmanuel Agba, who had five sacks for him last year. Remember, he signed that deal, I think it was like 2020. You know, he led the team in sacks like that year in 2021. 
then he got hurt. I think it was a triceps injury. And, you know, came back had an okay year. He was kind of invisible, actually, to be honest. And you don't really notice him on the field. So they save a lot by cutting him. And they've also made Xavier Howard the long cornerback for the Miami Dolphins. You know, longest he's going to have the longest tenure. He did, but now not anymore. That's what I meant to say. You know, so he's getting a post-June 1st cut. Because if they come before June 1st, they're only saving like $4 million. And if you cut him out there, he's saving an extra $20 million on top of that. So that's why Xavier Howard is going to be designated as a post-June 1st uh, cut. And, you know, we're going to see a lot more of that coming from, you know, numerous teams around the league. We're just going to cut those big salaries. Like down the mess. And you only see trades happen because the combine is next week. So you're going to see some trades start happening too with some of these players for maybe some mid-range draft picks to try to shut that uh, salary off of the team. You know, like like the Chargers, maybe Khalil Mack or Bosa or somebody's may be on the block. They may cut Mike Williams wide receiver. There's some big names on that side that may happen. And you, of course, the franchise tag. It's going to be brought around a lot of you know numerous teams. You know, I don't think we're going to see a lot of players getting franchise tag this year though because the numbers are just too insane like you take like defensive tackle chris jones for example in kansas city franchise tag for him would be like you know i think they come out as like 18 million but under the circumstances the way his deal's been since from last time i think it's almost like 30 million dollars if you actually franchise tag him maybe a little bit over so that's something to really look at because sometimes you know, the franchise tag is done by position, and you may, like, there's, there's certain circumstances with the some veteran players with different deals they had in the past that makes that number go up. So, like I said, Chris Jones, you may see that number, like, oh, franchise tag, man, you know, it's not that bad for that caliber player, <laughs> how impact it was, but in reality, it's really over $30 million if you do, like, him. Like, you could look at Chris Cousins, or Chris Cousins, Kirk Cousins, Remember he had all those franchise tags when he was in Washington? It kept this rising, but that was because they kept, you know, franchise tagging him. But if you have a certain extension contract in the NFL and then you go the franchise tag, like Mike Evans is another good example of the wide receiver for the Buccaneers. He, his, his is like the same way. You may look at, oh, wow, that's kind of a bargain, you know, 15, 16 million in a year for, you know, Mike Evans. But then you look at it, from hindsight, it goes almost like I think it's like twenty eight million or something if he, you know, actually gets the franchise tag on him. So that's why the Bucks may franchise tag their safety Antoine Winfield Jr. because it's only like what is it like between sixteen and seventy, like sixteen and a half million. I'm not positive the exact numbers on that, but it's a cheaper option. Therefore, you could work out, you know, an actual extension. With your other players. Like, that's what they will have to do with Mike Evans because you don't want to franchise tag him for that amount. And that's why the Chiefs may look to, you know, try to assign Chris Jones to like maybe a two year extension or something. Because remember last year he held out until he got the rework deal. So that may be in the same case, better scenario for Kansas City to do that because they also may need to ha- do that for the Darius Sneed. It'll be a cheaper option if you franchise tag him. And try to work out an extension with Chris Jones. So that's just some examples to where, yeah, the franchise number, tag number is set for a position. 
But in reality, some of those veteran players are actually making way, way over that mark because of certain circumstances from previous contracts. So that's something to keep an eye on as we move forward into the new league year and really see it all happening. So something to keep in mind. And some other things I want to bring back up is like the running back position for the NFL. Remember last year was a big thing. They had a meeting. They had some reworked deals like Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs. You had all these guys you know, rework the deals and play on that one year. It really didn't work out. Put it that way. They only got a few, what, an extra million. So it really didn't work out. And now they're all free agents again. I tell you what. This running back market, I know teams are all about getting a running back in the middle of the draft, towards the end of the draft, cheaper option. You know, running backs don't really last. But I think this free agency crew is a good one. I mean, you got Josh Jacobs, free agent now. Saquon Barkley, yeah, Tony Pollard, Derrick Henry. Like, you got some options out there in the running back. These guys are no slouches. These guys have had pretty damn good careers, man. Like, Derrick Henry's the oldest one. I think he's going to be turning, I think he's 30 now. He's going to be turning 31 during the season. But if you put some of these guys on a different team, I'm I'm afraid. Honestly, I'm afraid. Like, what if the Chiefs sign one of these guys? The league's in trouble. What if the Ravens added Saquon or Josh Jacobs to, you know, that offense? I think you're in trouble. Say the Cowboys. You know, they had Tony Pollard. He didn't have the, you know, he had kind of a quietly good year. Maybe not as dynamic as you know a couple years ago when he took over for Zeke when they were splitting McCarries, but man he, he still is a damn good quarterback plus he was coming off that broken leg injury and Josh Jacobs man in Dallas or Saquon there like you can't argue with that like these to me you know Chargers Derrick Henry you got Greg Roman over there who, and Jim Harbaugh they love to run the ball. Greg Roman did work in Baltimore. He led the league for like, what, four straight years when he was their offense coordinator? This is recent, too. Uh, so I think these running backs, while they're not going to get you know great market value for their for what they've done, but they can really help one of these teams, say the Chargers, say the Ravens, Cowboys, you know, you could see them be really, really dynamic in other offenses. I would love to see like a Josh Josh Jacobs and the Ravens to me is like a goal my fail. I know some talk about Saquon, but the way Josh Jacobs runs, that's Baltimore all day. And um so you know, so Derrick Henry as well. Depends Derrick Henry there. Like Derrick Henry still has some up in the tank. You know, he's not gonna be like, you know, he was, you know, a couple years ago, but he, behind that line and that kind of offense, like, look out. You know, I just think these running backs, free agency class, again, Austin Eckler is the only one I could really see that, you know, I think he's hit, he's hit his wall. I think he he's hit that. It was pretty evident this year when a guy couldn't even get three yards of carry. And I know they had problems out there, but to me, 
it, it just looks like he lost a major, major step in the run game. But, man, I tell you what, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, you know, Tony Pollard, Saquon, these running backs, wherever they sign, is going to bring electric volume to their team. I truly believe it. You know, we didn't really see it uh, too much in, you know, last year with some of these other signings. But, I mean, what can you say? I don't know. I think they're severely underrated. And what they bring to their teams, man, is the disrespectfulness to the running back position in the NFL now. It's just insane. It's bad. And let's try to big up these these guys, you know, because they got a lot left in the tank. Okay, now before we get out of here, we're going to do NBA talk as well. We're going to talk about a lot of different, you know, leagues here. We've got NBA, NFL, MLB. That's what we're doing today. Just hanging out, talking some sports, variety of the different topics. You know, it's, it's not going to be me ranting about the NBA All-Star Weekend like we did uh, last episode. You know, and this, uh, I'm going to talk about this. You know, or Doc Rivers, you know, being 3-7, and seven, taking over the Bucks, blaming this and that. Hey, I'm in the middle of the season. You know, team's got worse, buddy. But anyways, I want to know about something about this. Minnesota Timberwolves are their number one seed in the West. Anthony Edwards playing lights out this year. He's averaging over 26 a game. Had numerous games, you know, dropping over thirty. Can this? Can they really keep this up over the Nuggets? OKC is number two. They got Minnesota and OKC, one two seed in the West. Who would have thought that West is stacked? Because the Nuggets, I you know, reigning champs, man. I I wouldn't count them out. You got the Lakers and the Warriors bowing out for the bomb half. You know, that last seed. <laughs> you know, of course, you know, you got the Clippers to play. Over, you know, some pretty good balls of late, you know, heading into the All-Star um, game there. You know, I think Dallas is improving. Getting a couple of big men to help with on the boards was really going to help out Kyrie and Luka. And, you know, I just, that West, man, do we really think the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to come out with a, as a number one seed? Do we really think that? And I don't know, man. I, I just feel like if they get in the first round, they can be had. I know they're number one. But I'm not counting out those Nuggets because I think the Nuggets are still the team to beat, especially out West. Celtics in the East, to me, is the favorite that's been like that going into the year and you know up to the All-Star break. I mean, that's how everybody's felt about it. But anyways... The West, I mean, I, who else we got? We got the Pelicans that play late. We got, of course, got the Suns. You know, Kevin Durant, can he really do, you know, what do you need? What do you set out to do? Winning championship without Curry and the boys out of the Warriors. So, 39 and 16 is what the Tim was. They're great at home, 19 and 5. Conference are 27 and 8. You know, average of 114, and we land up 106. You know, they went 7 of 10. Games, uh, excuse me, here leading into the All Star break. So, be interesting, interested to see, you know, how they're able to hold up there because only two and a half games separate between them, the uh, Oklahoma City Clippers and the Nuggets. So, something to keep an eye on. Can they do it? I really don't think so. I don't know if they're going to be holding on to number one. I got the Nuggets still 
getting up there and getting that number one seed, not counting the Joker out and whatnot. Jamal Murray, I think, is still hurt right now, but when he comes back, Nuggets going to be right back where they belong, you know, number one seed. And I really believe that. I, I can't see Minnesota go bare. Why they, in the Al Carlin Anthony Towns, why they've had the best defensive team in the league. Their length does, you know, cause other teams trouble. They're more on defensive efficiency. They're, you know, Rudy Gobert, I guess, could be up for a defensive player of the year again. I, I mean, it's kind of hard to say, but I don't know why it's just a, always considered him. I think he's a, just a tad bit overrated. Great player. He's just a tad bit overrated, but. I just can't see them finishing number one now. I see them falling in number two, possibly number three. We'll see how it comes up. You know, Anthony Edwards has been balling. So we'll see if he can continue that in the second half. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. I want to thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Big with your favorite sports host, Tanner and Christian. Remember, new episodes are airing every Tuesday and Friday. And it's available on all streaming platforms, as well on the website at sportstalkfromthecrib.com. Make sure this... Uh, follow us on social media at Feely Heat Entertainment. That's Feely Heat ENT. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and X. Hope you all have a great weekend. It's time to start the birthday celebration for me, anyways. Y'all have a good one. Catch y'all on Tuesday. Mm-hmm.